0: Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here we explore the areas where others fear to tread. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking. I'm also author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and Divorce Matters. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. It's through my own personal journey I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. I'm on a mission to educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives, healing those wounds and healing the wounds of our mothers and our fathers. It stops here, it stops now and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Oh my gosh, I am so, so pleased you're here. I'm actually, I've got a nice cup of tea. It's probably a little bit sweet and maybe not dark enough, but it's nice. I've got a little tiny croaky voice and I'm away at the moment. So, um, I'm not hundred percent sure what the noises are going to be while I'm recording this. Fingers crossed it works. Last week, I'm, I'm, Barely sure I mentioned it. I got my hands on divorce matters. And this week, I want to talk to you about two of the chapters, Honest Conversations and Let's Talk Talk. The book itself is about, is a practical guide to help you go through that divorce process, particularly if you're divorcing someone who's manipulative, who's going to hide things. Um, There's loads of um, sections in there are going to help you look individually so it's broken down to help you but at the back as I did with the A to Z of emotional abuse as I did with Finding Lily I put a section in there with tools to help you and honest conversations which again I'm fairly sure I actually spoke about maybe I did in talking last week I've had so much going on I do apologize that I can't remember So let's start with the first one, honest conversations. So there are going to be moments when you want to reach out and this can be initially with all of the confusion, you just want everything to go back to normal, everything to calm down. Your emotions are so heightened and you might even get during that process a glimpse of the person that you thought they were when you met them, when they were wearing the mask. They might come back with that persona, trying to win you back round. Particularly if you're going through a divorce, they might put on the charm. And the other thing that they might do is pretend to be the whole one and that you are the crazy, crazy person. I called it cray cray in my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse. This is beyond the crazy. And they told you all about their crazy exes and they told you what these people did, and you believed that story, you believed what they were saying, and now you join that long line of crazy exes. And if you think back, and it's only when you're out of it that you can go, oh, why did I not see that? Why did I not question that they had, and actually I think I did, but they had such a long line of craziness, or the whole world was a crazy place. How did I think that was normal? So. Honest conversations is the first one I want to, uh, first chapter I want to talk to. It's not the first in the book, it's the one I want to talk to. And said it's one of the tools that I've put in there, and it's, I have spoken about this before. These honest conversations are with yourself. If you really, really honest, <laughs> um, You are the only person that you can have that conversation with. You might go and see a therapist, you might go and see um, a counselor, but it takes time, I have spoken about this in other podcasts, it takes time to build a trust. And let's be honest, would you share every single detail with them? With these relationships come woundings of abandonment, of shame and betrayal, and they, also can be not just you've been abandoned but you might have abandoned yourself. The shame is so deep and the betrayal again could be a self-betrayal wound. So I'm asking you if you go into this scenario do you believe that you would be completely honest with someone and I I actually I've used um, counsellors and therapists. I think they're an amazing tool to a certain point but when I work, I work on a really deep level with removing wounds, uh, and it's that wounding that will stay there. The counselling will never, ever remove that wound. You might talk around it, it might lessen, you might understand um, the, what's happened, the role you played, et cetera, et cetera, That wound is always in your body. And this is why it's so crucial now to start looking at different ways of healing so as i said three core wounds abandonment shame and betrayal and you may have experienced all of them you might be experiencing them all now in a session with a counselor do you give all that information over as i said the most important person is you can you be honest with yourself and this is where the healing starts you can start to look at and start to ask yourself what is it you really want? In those moments that you want to reach out again, would you discuss this with your therapist? You know, I really want to pick the phone up and you know speak to them. All I just want them to do is wrap their arms around me and tell me everything's okay. And we can do this ourselves. We can sit quietly and we can go in and ask what it is that we really need. I discovered this, I've worked on it for a few years, but. I I first discovered it at a time when really I shouldn't be wanting to have been reaching out. And I've spoken about, you know, we were at a crucial point in the divorce. And all of a sudden I had this out of nowhere overwhelming desire just to have him put his arms around me and tell me it's all going to be okay, which is quite bizarre in the fact that he'd caused quite a lot of this chaos that was going on. And when I say quite a lot, it was there in me, these wounds were in me before I met him. I already had them, they just surfaced at this point. So I took myself off, I went and sat on my bed and I really went inside myself and asked myself, what was it that I really, really wanted? And all I wanted was somebody didn't have to be him. This need, this craving or whatever it was, just wanted someone to put their arms around them. They wanted to be heard. That was my personal experience. You might want to scream, you might want to cry, you might want to thump the pillow or the mattress or whatever this technique is really really powerful and I promise you it's going to save you so much time and it might even save you money and wasted energy it's going to help you break the bonds and you'll be able to give yourself closure and it's the damage in a child that needs something is it attention you can play that role yourself but perhaps think about where you're doing it you know, maybe take yourself off to a place of safety, not doing that as you're maybe driving or what have you. promise you these honest conversations are lo- life-changing. And while we're on the subject of conversations, another chapter that I've put in there that follows, what does it follow? When you get stuck and money, 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 it's called Let's Talk Talk. And these conversations that you have with yourself are really powerful, as I said. So you can go in and have these honest conversations. And this is where my wound talking comes from. This is talking to the wounds. This is finding out what you really, really need. But When you do see a counsellor and a therapist, as I said, they can be really, really helpful, but it will never go deep enough. It's the original wound that needs healing. And that's crucial to begin to live the life that you know deep down that you're meant to live. This point, and it doesn't matter where you are, whether you are still in the relationship, whether you're newly out of the relationship, whether you're going through the divorce process, whether it's all over, the decisions you make are going to affect you and the people around you. There are going to be people looking to you. That might be children, friends, family. They're looking to you and they're learning from you. People on a peripheral, of your life might be experiencing what you are going through. You are a ripple in this world and honestly, it might not feel like it, but you have a huge impact. It's that butterfly effect. So your decisions, think about it, are going to have an impact on someone somewhere in the world and those moments where you miss them or you believe that this is all your fault, ask yourself, what you really need. There's a truth hiding in the pain. And by ignoring that, you're burying the emotions until they come up again and again and again. And over time, as you start to heal, I'm wanting you, I'm hoping that you're going to see this relationship as a gift with a huge big bow on it. Because you're going to begin to understand that nobody will get your needs, they won't, don't live your life they don't know what is as good for you as you do i can use the example of a young mother who knows there's something wrong with the cry of their child and they go to the doctor and the doctor says there's nothing wrong with them they know there's a connection you have that connection with you and by taking responsibility for the role that you played in this relationship and finding the original wound this is where the magic happens. This is the gift. You start to feel whole. That might be something that you've never, ever felt before. Some of the work that I've done over the last two point something decades is things like soul retrieval and picking up missing parts and lots of different journeys. Um, I've trained in shamanic healing. I'm a Reiki master teacher. So it's For me, it's encompassing everything. I think even a few podcasts ago, I touched on a group that I was running with a friend of mine co-hosting, and it was called Venus Descending, and we took a group of women on a journey over six weeks. And oh my gosh, the healing that took place of mother wounds and father wounds was amazing. You can take this and I know you probably don't even want to at the moment. You don't want to look at it and go, you know, what is my responsibility? Your responsibility is your healing. Your responsibility is saying, do you know what? I'm, I can't do this anymore. I'm done with being treated in this way, spoken to in this way, cheated on in this way, abused in this way. And at first you might not even be able to call it abuse. And one of those moments when you know you're on the path to healing is when actually when you can call it out as abuse. So it's taking responsibility for the role that you played, for not saying no, for not saying there's the door after the when you saw the first red flag, when you saw the third red flag, when you saw the fifth red flag, when you said I don't like this behaviour or you found them cheating and so they begged you for another chance. There's a wounding inside you, and it might be that they project out, because this is what emotional abusers are brilliant at doing. With their damaged inner child, they're brilliant at projecting that out. And as an empath, which is very possibly what you are, you won't be able to resist it. It's like nectar. So by taking the responsibility, you're saying, okay, let me find my wounds. How did I let this happen? How did I see this person? And the first time they did this, or when they were doing this and they were lying to me, why did I, what was it in me? Why did I say, okay, I'll give you another chance. And it's that wounding that you can take responsibility for. Not their behavior. You're not taking responsibility for their behavior. You're looking for the wounds that led you down this path. And that is the gift coming out of this relationship, you're able to take back control. You will never be able to heal them. That is their job, not yours. But by taking ownership of your life, you're now responsible for your own energy, your thoughts, and your healing. Taking responsibility for your feelings means you're taking responsibility for your life. You start to live in the present, not the past. And you begin to realize how much quicker you're getting out of the negative negative thought patterns, how quickly your emotions are changing, how quickly your energy is changing. And another thing which people say, as I know I I do this in a completely different way to a lot of therapists, Oh, you shouldn't look back, you know, always focus on forward. No, look back and see how far you've come. It's only then that you can see the journey. Journaling is so powerful. Grounding, breathing, speak about this all the time. The three key elements are grounding, breathing, honest conversations. Look back and and working through this, you can see. This is how I used to measure mine. I started going into rumination and I would drop into a dark hole and I could be there for seven or eight days. And then I'd be pulling myself out and then something would happen and I'd go back down. And then I realized I was getting myself out really quickly. That was when I was grounding and breathing. And I got to the point where I'd sit down and I was uh, thinking, right, I'm gonna write my story out just to focus. Your story is so important because it shows you where the abuse was. It shows you it wasn't healthy. That's also one of the sections in the book, Divorce Matters as well. It shows you, it refocuses you. Being your bo- in your body is the most important place that you can be. Being in your head is the most dangerous because your head has been tricked to believe that all the lies were actually true and the truth and your, sc- your body that's been screaming, your intuition has been telling you, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, run away. I had constant runaway messages, which I overrode so many times. So able to change that, and you will see how quickly you get out. You'll also see how deeply you drop. It might be really deep at first, and then you realise that it's getting lighter and lighter. It really is crucial to acknowledge your journey, to acknowledge who you were before the relationship, who you were during the relationship, and that might change, and who you are now. Even if you feel that your life is a mess, and then you can acknowledge each step of that journey, it might be fierce and it might be painful. Your other alternative is to go back to that relationship. But please remember, there's a very high possibility that you're going to have to go through this again at some point in the future. And my last added thing to this is a statistic that on average, people go back to these relationships seven to eight times. That means somebody might walk away the first or second time. Another person might go back 15 times before they're either discarded finally, or they say enough, I can't do this anymore. It feels the chemicals in your body, like raging teenagers, It feels safer in the relationship. In the relationship, you can think, you know, you sort of know the rules out of the relationship. You don't, you haven't got a clue how to survive. And part of that will be, was during the relationship, they took you back and left you in an infantile state, perhaps the age of three, maybe younger. They will have taken you back. They would have untrained you because they need you to be in that state because they can manipulate you a lot easier. By stepping into your power, you can change your life. Having these honest conversations, you can change your life. Healing the original wounds changes your life. And you can move on and live the life you were born to live. The one, that feeling, that inner knowing inside you. It might be a bit numb at the moment, but as you start on this healing journey, you'll waken it up. I hope this has been helpful today and I'm sending you loads and loads of love as always. Until next time.